You're listening to curated podcasts from the Beyond Infinity radio show, presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. Please avail us with this story about, well, unlocking your phone or facing jail time. There is an existing Crimes Act, which uh, basically uh, judges could jail a person for two years for not handing over existing data. So there is an existing platform for this. Mm. Should this bill continue or go ahead Mm. then it looks like that could be extended up to 10 years because you know they were arguing that the existing penalty wasn't strong enough now what is what is all this for well this is for people that are entering into australia whether you be an australian resident or you know um, a foreign national Mm. and you're suspected of carrying information on your phone which would be deemed illegal now i don't know how they come to that assessment that is going to be probably a case-by-case basis maybe there's something's caused you to be flagged yep that's right and uh, you would need to hand over your phone and from that they I would request that you unlock your device, whether it be the the pin code unlock or or your fingerprint unlock or a face ID unlock. Mm. And from there, the Australian Border Force will go through your device and look for anything which would help support their assessment or their their suspicions that you might be carrying illegal information. Mm. The Home Affairs Assistance and Access Bill 2018 basically says that uh, encryption and other forms of electronic protection are vital security measures that protect private, commercial, and government data and make the communications and devices of all people more secure. However, these security measures are also being employed by terrorists, child sex offenders and criminal organisations to mask illegal conduct. The exploitation of modern communications technology for illicit ends is a significant obstacle to the lawful access of communications by Australia's law enforcement and national security agency. So I get that. And I understand there is a need to um, make sure that any of this illegal information is um, is stopped at the border not brought in not sold uh, not not used not trafficked etc yeah however where, where does it all end how much of it is this is creep how much is it going to be Overreach. oh you you look a bit sus so i'm going to take your device mm. uh, you know what assessment do they get to what are the steps in order to go I need to stop this person, but mm. oh no, you're fine. You know, you can go through. And, what are the bounds? And this is, is it something we've talked about a bit on the program. One of the classic examples was the FBI versus Apple. There was a terrorist case in uh, in California, I think, San Bernardino. The FBI wanted access to an iPhone, which had been locked mm-hmm. with a passcode. The suspect or the people in question would, would not provide that information. So the FBI went to Apple and said, we need you to unlock the phone. Apple refused on the grounds that to give that information basically jeopardized the security of a lot of innocent people That's like right. the vast majority of yep. people who who rely on their phones being secure so so really the debate has been what are the limits you know what is a reasonable limit to the intrusion that that law enforcement can legitimately make into a person's life yep. by having access to something like their phone which these days contains a lot of personal information and look i get it when you come into the country then you could have your bag searched so you might be pointed down the you've got something to declare or maybe you haven't declared something and then you're suspect or you've come from an area where they think you might have something with you or carrying with you in your baggage. We want to mm-hmm. check that out. Mm-hmm. You get shuttled into the other room and they go through the bag. In front of you. In front of you. That's yep. right. Now open the bag and if you've got something illegal that should should have gone through quarantine or, or not allowed into the country, then they stop you. And, and I understand that. Mm. And if they were actually doing the same thing with your digital device, maybe I could get on board. However, it was recently reported that a British-Australian IT developer, Nathan Haig, was travelling through Sydney's airport. Authorities 
police actually forcibly detained him, seized his devices, and he argues that his laptop password was cracked and his digital files were accessed by Border Force officials. He went on to say that he has nothing to hide, and he, he, but he does value his privacy. Mm. His quote is, So I asked them, if you're okay to do the bomb inspection in front of me, you're okay to go through my bags in front of me, why do you have to take my devices out of my sight? What are you doing with them? So... They're not actually doing this search in front of the suspect or the person uh, that's coming into the country. They're taking them to another room. We don't know if they're copying files or putting something on. There was some concern from this Nathan Haig that maybe there was some data or software being added onto his device. Mm. And when he got the phone back, Apparently, there was a blue background with a floating black octopus on this display. This is an Android device. Now, anyone that's familiar with this, there's an actually an Easter egg in Android where you can go through a right sort of key combination or tap on the in the right areas and you'll be able to open up this little octopus. And I've, I've found it and it's nothing. Okay. Nothing was added to the so device. It's got nothing to do with security. It's just a little quirky thing that, that they that, have, an Easter egg. That's an Easter egg. That's mm. right. What's interesting is why it would have come back you know, in that form, why would they have actually opened up that little Easter egg? So not sort of sure there. Officers may question travellers and examine their goods if they suspect the person may be of interest for immigration, customs, biosecurity, health, law enforcement or national security reasons. And I completely support that. Mm. But my preference would be if you're going to look through someone's device, even though I'm not fully on board with this, you should be doing this in front of the person. Mm. What if that person's got you know sensitive information which is completely legal but, but, but it's private? What if it's you know bank records that they don't want to show the information what if it's nude photos it's completely legal to take nude mm. photos of yourself just personally embarrassing personally embarrassing so it relies on you really trusting the law enforcement a lot doesn't it so what's to stop you're giving them your phone they're insisting by threat of uh, either a massive fine or jail term up to 10 years under this new legislation that you unlock their, your device and then that they can access that in private without you having the ability to look over it Whereas previously, if they go through your physical luggage, they do it in front of you. Exactly. Now, look, obviously things have changed since the original convention of, of opening up your luggage if they were going to search you in front of you, right? A digital device is something different. But it does put the requirement for a lot more trust in law enforcement than has previously been the case. And I think that that is something that we need to think about. Yeah, Haig was concerned that some software had been put onto his device because they'd taken the device away to another room, he was concerned that, you know, maybe there was some sort of sneaky kind of data put on there, a software, a piece of software put on there. Yeah. The Border Force have come out and they completely rejected the man's claims. Mm. And they, they said they've not put any surveillance software on his phone. So how did he get the, the octopus Easter egg? How did that Well, well it? look, maybe that's that what, was... That's what he claims. Yeah. Might have been there anyway. It's, it's interesting that he is an IT professional yet and has an Android device, mm. yet was unaware that there is this Easter egg that is available on your android device so mm. i haven't researched too much into this guy i am well aware of the easter eggs that you get this has been going on in android versions for years it's not something that's brand new in oreo which is this um octopus mm. um there was i remember kit kat i think there was um you know there was a lollipop for lollipop so right. there, there's all these little easter eggs and to get to it it's a matter of about sort of going to your phone information the about phone and then tapping i think it's like 10 times in this one spot on, on about phone or something mm. like that Right. And if you do it in the correct order and if you do the right thing and then you can find guides online for your specific device or your specific version of Android, you'll be able to access this. And yep. if you touch the octopus, then it will sort of stretch it across the screen and it will start swimming around. Mm. It's it's nothing. Like it doesn't do anything other than a little bit of visual experience.
experience. Okay. That. So when he got that back, well, the, I guess the question is, why didn't he realise that that's what it was? And then the second question is, why would the Australian Border Force have opened it up to that Easter egg? What's the relevance, the importance for that? Mm. Look, I don't know. They've been very silent on how they've um, accessed the information. They haven't said whether it was just a matter of opening up the photos and having a flick through or maybe they put it onto a device, like plugged it into a, a laptop and then actually reviewed information or maybe did a search across the device for more information. Mm. So that hasn't been explained. Mm. Uh, they basically said that, no, they're just looking for information on the device and that's it. They're not putting anything on there. Yeah. I do tend to, to trust that. Um, mm. My concern would be that if there is somebody of interest, let, let's, let's say, for example, it is a terror suspect, mm. they do take the device and then it would it would actually make sense to put on a certain sort of tracking program yeah. onto yeah. that device mm. and to then follow them around and that would make sense if they can't find what they're looking for. However, I'm not sure what the legalities are there as well while putting on a tracking device. And I guess probably in their defence, they would uh, they might argue that they you know the magician never re- reveals his tricks, so they might be using some kind of special technology or technique to extract data or to do a deep search of a hard drive or that kind of thing, mm-hmm. which they don't necessarily want someone, anyone, uh, or in particular a person of interest to them, watching over their shoulder and, seeing, the and seeing what they're doing, particularly yeah. an IT specialist who Haig was. Yeah. So uh, I guess that that, uh, that might be their defence. I'm not sure. And that would be something which wouldn't be that hard to say. That's you right. know, we're using, we're using proprietary software, which is highly specialised, privileged technical information. We're not prepared to let you look over our shoulder while we do this, yeah. while we use it. I think there should be due process in that if there is a suspicion of someone carrying this information, mm. get a court order uh, with a warrant to mm. then detain the person. And well, the exactly. Phone. I yeah. mean, if the person's been flagged to start with, which is why they've pulled them over as opposed to a, a, a random a, a search, search yeah. which presumably wouldn't involve them doing sort of a you know deep penetration of someone's technology phones and, and, and laptops and so on, then presumably that's that, that information they've had for a little while. So they could presumably, while the person's flying into Australia That's when they've right. left their last port, exactly, they could actually uh, obtain the the legal warrant or whatever it is that they require to actually do that search, which would I presume normally apply if they were within Australia rather than entering through a, a port. That's right. So anyway, it's so an interesting story. If you don't unlock your phone, uh, if you choose not to, that is, I guess, your right to do so. But mm. you, <laughs> you face be aware that you face potentially ten years in jail. Mm. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening. We'd love for you to review us on iTunes. It's a great way to let others know if you've liked our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter.